talk to comedian Nate Bargetsy. He's got that Amazon Prime special, Hello World. We both watched it. We actually I've prepared seen for an it. interview. Hello, Nate. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for watching it. Yeah, it was. Uh, Usually just- we lie to people. Yeah, yeah, that I get it. Dude. I, I mean, that's like, as a comic, you always do that when someone gets off stage. You're like, dude, that was a great set. And then, yeah, I mean, and then if they're like, yeah, what jokes you like? You're like, I'll be honest, yeah, I wasn't in the room. Just, yeah, because yeah, because you know, you mentioned in your stand up, thirty seven plus one equals thirty eight, and I can't get the damn thing out of my mind now. Yeah, yeah that's the goal. That is funny. That's what show. I feel like show business is all just lying. To every like when hey, we all get asked like did you watch this you're like no I didn't see it <laughs> yeah like, I, didn't, I never saw any of it and I love the opening the pride of old Hickory Tennessee you know Andrew Jackson your namesake of your town not a very good guy Nate yeah yeah we did get told that uh, but we did not move there because of that yeah uh, but it's, uh, yeah, that I got. Yeah, it's funny. It's like growing up, you're just like used to. You know, you grow there, and like so, you're just used to. You just kind of know. Yeah, that's named after him. And then, uh, you know, in the, the the world we live in now, it's, uh, you know, people tell you they're like, "Well, he's not a good guy." You're like, "All right." Hey, Nate, for the uh-huh. and you've done comedy specials before on another streaming platform, and this is your first one with Amazon. When you pick the material out, you go through your childhood and your brother and your and your sister and talk about your family a lot. Was the material you picked for that reason that you're kind of reaching a new audience with with the Amazon Prime folks? Uh, it just kind of worked out. Like, uh, I mean, to talk about was just to talk about them was like. It, it just was the timing was like right. Usually when you're like coming up with material, like sometimes you can come up with ideas and you're almost like you're just not a good enough comic at the moment to like say that stuff mm-hmm. uh, or to, to, to get it across. And so uh, it just, this one just kind of, I like started talking about that and growing up with my parents and uh, and then my brother and my sister. And, uh, and I haven't really mentioned my brother and sister in my act before. And uh, and they come out like we sh- I show them in this one. My brother hands me the microphone when I walk out. Uh, so it, it was just kind of like it just kind of worked out that this was the special that was you know I had some stuff about growing up. So then you kind of just start thinking about your childhood a little bit, and it just works out that this is what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, even your daughter did the introduction, which was very cool. And I did not know, Nate, I, I've you've been to the Funny Bone here before. I'm, I'm a big fan. I had a younger, uh, my youngest son down in Nashville's like your number one fan. He had tickets to all oh. your shows at Zany's and everything. But I didn't know until I saw the special. I didn't know you specifically. You work clean. And then you even do the bit about... Sucks was a bad word in the eighty. You wouldn't even say something sucks. That's how clean you are. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I love hearing that when someone doesn't know. I mean, I love when people come because of that reason, but it's also nice when people don't know because it's uh, it's not like I'm trying to. That's not what it's really all about to be about. It's just trying to be funny. And funny, yes, stuff. right. Yeah, it's. Uh, but it's. Yeah, I've always worked clean and. Uh, it's just how I started, and I kind of grew up that way. And the comics I was able to watch growing up uh, were all clean. So, uh, yeah, it just really, you know, that's how it is. Yeah, 
I like how you picked uh, the venue because I lived in Phoenix for so many years, and that's such an iconic theater, the celebrity theater with the you know the round. The round it, it, yeah. it slowly rotates. We used to always go, and then we'd go. It was Tiffany's at the time, but they renamed it the Blue Moon Gentlemen's Club. You had a strip club next door. You go see a comic, you go to the strip club. <laughs> Yeah, that was a night. <laughs> Sometimes the strip yeah, club was funnier. <laughs> yeah. You know, they used to do, there were shows, I don't think I ever did, they used to, some places you'd have, uh, strip clubs would be comedy shows. Right. They would do them in the strip club, especially during the comedy boom in like the 70s and 80s. That was me, it, man. Yeah, yeah, that was, they were going so crazy that you would just, you would just do it. And like there was, I was, because I knew some comics that did it, and you would, uh, they would be backstage, and you're just back there with like the the girls. Yeah, <laughs> you're both going on stage. Well, your daughter's not going to introduce you on it that was, one. It was the it was the <laughs> no. worst gig possible, but the pay was always so good that you would little literally whore yourself out. And oh, it was it was a it was like spending, and you'd have to do like three four shows in the night, Nate. And it was like when you walked out to your car, it was like you just spent four hours inside a pinball machine. I mean, the noise and the light. You were just on over-sensory, uh, you know, it was crazy. Yeah, that's the stuff that wears you out the most is like that. that yeah, just like that kind of like you feel like you're just like on. There, There's no, yeah, like, quiet. It's just chaos. Nate Bargetsi's uh, new stand-up special, Amazon Prime, Hello World. Hey, Hello, who, world. Who were the guys when you were, because we're all in the same age group right around there. Who were, the, who were some of the guys that you watched when you were younger that kind of that made an impression on you that got you involved in stand-up comedy? Uh, I was a, a, a giant Seinfeld fan. Uh, and then the, the ones that I saw, Sinbad, Afro, Afros and Bell Bottoms, was the first special I saw. Mm. And uh, I just remember how, because he was clean, and then uh, just how funny it was, and he was talking about, like, going to McDonald's and stuff, like, stuff you could relate to, uh, stuff that it was like, you know, I knew what that was. Uh, Jim Brewer was the first comic I ever saw live, and uh, I it was mm-hmm. just a unreal show. And just being in the room and, he, and everybody just... Hearing people laugh and just how it just felt, it was such a crazy kind of thing. And then uh, the other one, Brian Regan was the first comic I, like, heard. Funny guy. Heard a comedy. Yeah. And, like, that was, I just was like, how is this guy not the most famous person alive? Right. Like, yeah. He's just, he's just the funniest and nicest. And uh, and I've, I got to meet him just recently for the first time. Oh, really? Uh, and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, and he's, he was everything you wanted. I wanted him to be. He was great. Yeah, and you mentioned the uh, kind of the era there, of the '80s, and when it was really booming back then. Uh, today, yourself, uh, Manis Calco, of course, the Big Burr and Chappelle and all those guys. But there, right now, it's stand up is extremely healthy right now. It is. It's uh, and it's yet, in a very good spot. And yet, not for the clubs. The clubs, the 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 whole genre has moved on into the small theaters and streaming, and everybody's got something going. The comedy clubs are booking TikTok acts. Yeah, well, I mean, they, you know, it got tough. Where it's like a, a tough spot like that. Like they were doing some of that because they could draw. So, like a lot of comedy clubs. I mean, some clubs obviously still do it where they book. Right. They book 
comics and they they do it the way we because I kind of came up through the comedy club circuit. Right. You know, I was on the road doing comedy clubs for ten years touring around. Uh, but yeah, then they, you know, it's like they get a TikTok or they get a YouTuber and they sell these tickets and so it's like kind of do it. But I mean, I I look back at everything with the good thing with stand up comedy is it's about the act and so with some of this stuff is like yeah they could be funny on your phone and stuff like that but like it's different going to watch someone for an hour and like are they can, can they keep your attention for an hour so uh there's a lot of great comics coming up so hopefully you know it'll go that way but it is true a lot of people are doing theaters and a lot of people yeah you know, stand up comedy is like cheap to book in a sense like you're not a whole you're not bringing like circus or like this whole giant thing. Well, right. you don't know, oh, that's a go. I, I was just going to follow up on what you guys were talking about. Nate, how hard is it for a kid who's 20 to come into comedy? Because, you know, it, clean is one thing, but a lot of people are dirty. And it's kind of a woke, uh, to use the term woke or a PC world. I mean, if you're a 20 year old comic and you play it to a crowd and you're trying to develop your style and your delivery and, and get a 45 minute set in, but yet people are booing the material, it's got to be harder than ever to be a stand up comedian if you're a 20 year old kid. Yeah, I think the, 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 the hard part with starting now is like you're going to tend to think you got to go do the video route, the Instagram or the right. TikTok, and you're like, and like, and that's, it's just, that's a route that I don't, if if you want to really be a stand-up, you got to go do clubs. You can go, it's a different way. It's a, you know, every generation is going to have their different kind of thing that they do. I mean, when I was starting, it was before YouTube, but then I remember YouTube kind of took off and then it was like, you know, someone got a viral video and now they're getting a headline. And so you think you got to do this stuff. You really got to just be you. And so as long as you're making jokes that you can get behind, then you'll be fine. It's the second you start doing stuff for other people that you're just never going to be able to sustain it. Yeah, I got to ask you before we let you go here, uh, what was it like working the Ryman Auditorium? What a historic place. Yeah, it's 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 maybe my favorite place I've ever performed Yeah, I would at. think. It's just... Uh, the the way the the you hear laughs and the way they come back to you is it's it's just a very very special place and then the stories that are there I mean they had a, you know the Hank Williams they he'd do a show there then they they had to get him the next morning and like he'd be asleep on a pew like because they partied all night <laughs> so it's like just so many crazy stories and stuff like that so yeah it was it was unreal kind of kind of hard to go up to the funny farm in Louisville after you've done the rhyming <laughs> Yeah, if that's what comedy does, you will. You do the rhyming, and then you will go to the funny part. Like that's a, You're at a Howard Johnson's, part. yeah. Hey, before we let you go, plug the podcast so people can hear you weekly. Yeah, the Nate Land podcast. It's uh, got Brian Bates, Aaron Weber, Dusty Slay. We do it every week, uh, and it's just, if you like my comedy, it's just kind of that, just being fun and goofing off. So, uh, yeah, please check that out. I love doing it. All right, All right great buddy. special, man. Thanks, Nate. Buddy.